when they think I need a lead, they are only thinking about people buying or selling right now. That is the smallest number of people possible. Right. Welcome back. It is episode 25, quarter century worth of episodes, and you are here with us. So yay, yay you. It's, consider this your positive affirmation for the day. You're here. Uh, what? There was an old Saturday Night Live skit or something like that. Wasn't it Jack Handy? Or there was a motivational speaker like, I'm good enough, oh. I'm strong enough, and doggone Stuart, it, people Stuart, like me. Uh, Stuart Smalley? Yeah, yeah. Is that, <laughs> is that something like that? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That could be completely inaccurate. But anyway, we're here. You're here. We're excited. Today we're going to be talking about the five things that every real estate should, agent should do every single day. And if you're not doing these things, you, you need to fix that. And we'll we'll walk through those together. I'm Mike. This is Chris. If you are watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, the like button, share it up if we earn it. If we don't earn it, if we don't add value, ignore us. Never watch us again. Block us. Ban us. Um, go protest in the streets and get less people to listen to us. Right? But if we earn it, then hey, return the favor. Subscribe. Like the podcast. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever, hit that follow button. Leave a rating. Leave a review. We appreciate it. We do this because um, we believe in it and... If we add value, just uh, throw some back our way in return. We appreciate it. There's two ways to work with us. Uh, we are the founders of the 107 Project. We're on a mission to help 10,000. That's right, 10 with three zeros after it. Uh, five zeros if you put a period after that. <laughs> dot zero zero. Okay. It's, it's infinite zeros, really. You could put an infinite number of zeros after that, I think. That's mathematically accurate. Anyway, we're, we're trying to help 10,000 cops. What are you doing? I don't know. Cops, veterans, public safety professionals, and even, yes, their committed supporters change their lives uh, with their real estate businesses. So whether you've always thought maybe that could be for you or whether you're already in that industry and you want to explore um, what it would look like to work with us, be on our team, 10 7project.com, T-E-N, the number 7project.com. And if you don't want to be on our team, you still want coaching, that's available as well. We, we can talk about that. Let's, just, let's connect. We have an agent connect call that you can hop on if you're already a producing agent and you want to talk. Hey, let's talk. We're here. All right. Any other housekeeping items, Chris, before we dive into this? Yeah. In a related uh, note, we're going to launch the uh, My Ears, My Choice campaign against the Tactical Agent Podcast. <laughs> My ears, my For choice. I like, I like it. Yes, <laughs> that's right. We we want we want uh, everyone to be equally offended. <laughs> All right. So I just shared in our Facebook group that everyone, every agent, needs to have the following things time blocked off every day. Before we dive into this, the, the principle of time blocking is just, it's so valuable. You need to learn to live by a time blocked calendar that has, has the things on it every day that you know are the right things to do that will ultimately lead to the right kind of results you're hoping to achieve. So that 
that's just like the underlying principle of all this stuff. You need to, whether you handwrite your calendar or whether it's a digital version, whatever you prefer, you need to time block it. I used to be a handwritten guy, but the reality is to time block consistently over time, it's just so much easier to go into, I use Google Calendar, to just go in there and be like, all right, I know every day I need to be doing this for 15 minutes. Like, boom, create it, set what days it repeats, and then it's there, magic. You know, like you can color code it, you can put it there. So I used to be a handwritten guy and I'm more and more, I'm becoming like, man, it's just way easier as long as you track it well to, uh, to go digital. But anyway, here's the five things I'll tell them. I'll say what it is. And then Chris, you, you at, you can do color commentary and add in all the details. Um, number one is morning routine. This is when you remind yourself of your why, which I, I think comprehensively is is a is a picture of your mission, your vision, your values, and to handle anything personal first thing so that you can be the best version of yourself. Whatever it is that you need to do to take care of you to to perform at your best for the day, that needs to be included in your morning routine. I don't know that there's one size routine that fits all, but whatever you know for yourself needs to be the best version of you. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the, there's there's like a a boost when you when you have a rhythm, right? It puts you in it puts you in flow for the day. So I think you should have some I, I think your routine, your morning routine should be the same every day because it sets you on the path of doing the things that you need to do. Like the, we're saying there's five things you need to do every day start with one soon you know as soon as you start rolling and then it like kind of builds on it but in your morning routine i'm a big fan of affirmations i know it's it, it's really awkward when you start doing it for on the in the beginning when you first start but if you can get yourself to do those those positive affirmations it has a really beneficial psychological effect on you um also you know we talk a lot about the gratitude statements um you know we, we focus on those in our field guide um, you know, just to kind of get your mindset right. Uh, so the first thing you're thinking of every morning is, you know, what you're grateful for. And then, you know, setting that, setting that positive mindset. Now I'm not somebody that thinks that you can just kind of wish your way into happiness with, with affirm affirmations or wish your way into success with affirmations. But I do think it preloads your mind to search for things. Um, and, and when you're, your internal filter in your brain uh, operates on the premise that the things you're looking for are positive and the things you want in life are coming true, then it, it tends to look for ways to make that happen uh, with your, with your unconscious mind. So big fan of those, those two things, but um, other things that people may include in their morning routine, like workouts, you know, eating healthy, you know, whatever, you know, there's, there's a long list of things you can put in, into that routine. But again, it needs to be specific, um, and it needs to be a routine for it to be considered routine, you know? Right. Yeah, I, I agree. And my, you know, I'm, I'm into taking care of myself physically and stuff like that. But for me, for example, it's just easier for me 
I exercise usually at around 11 in the morning because I get up, go through my morning routine. I get to my desk like 8.30 and then I've got 8.30 to 11. I've got two and a half hours of like prioritized work. Like what are the critical tasks for the day? I'm working on those things and then I can exercise at 11, you know, make my lunch, which is usually like a protein smoothie or something like that and then clean up and now I so I kind of like work on the business in the mornings and then in the business in the afternoons. Sure. And that's kind of like how, how I do that. But so again, it's not one size fits all, but I do think those affirmations, like a revisiting of your why every single day and keeping that forever in front of you and working out of gratitude are like two of the key things that every person should have as a part of that routine, but you need to have, you need to have it. It sets you up for success. It gets your brain in the right space when you have that routine. And it's like, okay, I know on the back end of this, I produce at my best. So as long as you can have that habit, you'll, you'll lean into that more. Uh, the second thing, and this is, this is the number one thing all agents need to do. And that is what we'll call lead gen, lead generation. Now that means a lot of different things. For for us, what that means is that we are consistently hitting the number of in, intentional conversations and the investments that come as a result of that on a daily basis, right? We use a tool called the Freedom Matrix in our system. And that means we reverse engineer exactly how many intentional conversations we need to be having for whatever amount of effort we're putting into our business. And you have to prioritize that. You have to, and it takes a high level of intentionality to say whether you're going to block that off for like, okay, for this hour, I'm doing nothing but reaching out to people and having conversations for that, for that 60 minutes, or whether that means there's something at the top of your calendar that says, you know, five conversations, 10 conversations, whatever it is, like I know that I have to be intentional throughout my day and think to myself, okay, where am I getting those conversations? Do I have natural places? Do I have a lunch or a breakfast? Or am I going to the gym? Am I going to see people at the gym? Will I, you know, how will I find the places to have these intentional conversations? Or you block off the time to do lead generation. And I think that there's a lot probably could be said about what this is because some people are doing paid lead gen. We don't. But what are your thoughts? It's just a, a matter of income-producing activity, right? Um, we kind of call it the power hour when you're getting in there and you're, you're working um, to have those conversations. You know, you, you guys have all heard us talk about uh, connect, invest, and ask, right? Well, you ha- in order to connect, you have to talk to people. Uh, in order to invest or even to know how to invest in people, you have to talk to them. Um, and I think this is an important step that a lot of people skip. I was talking to one of our coaching guys yesterday. I spent about 45 minutes on the phone with him. And he was just saying, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about going to this local brokerage where they're going to give me leads. And I was like, okay, what's that going to do for you? Um, and he's like, well, you know, they tell me that I could probably get one closing a month. I said, okay, if, you know, if if they can guarantee, or th- I think he said three a month. I said, if they can guarantee three a you month. three. Yeah. I said, if they can guarantee <laughs> you three closings a month, then why is everybody not beating down their door? Because most agents only make fifty grand a year, and three closings a month is way more than that in your area. His area average price points above five hundred thousand. Three closings so, a month is going to put you in the top two or three percent of 
agents exactly. nationwide. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not saying the, you know, these people are just feeding you a load of bull or whatever, but if it was, if it was that easy, everybody would do it and they're mm-hmm. not right. Um, there is still an element where you have to put time and effort into it. Now, can somebody go to a place like that, get, get those leads and convert three deals a month? Absolutely. I'm not saying you can't, but you know, his, the conversation he was having with me was, you know, I don't have a lot of time um, to, to focus on this because I got to do all these other things. And I was like, well, if you don't have time to do what we're telling you to do, you don't have time to do what they're going to tell you to do. <laughs> right. Because it's, you're going to spend more time working those leads than, um, than you would, you know, doing the way we teach. So um, it, it's just kind of, you, you cannot be successful in real estate if you don't spend time working on finding clients and developing relationships you can't so yeah. when when you said earlier that this is the single most important thing it absolutely is and it's also the thing that people neglect the most a lot mm-hmm. of agents think that business is just going to happen by accident or that everybody's going to remember that you're a real estate agent when they need somebody they're going to call you you know yeah. that's not how it works you have to be top of mind you have to talk to people and you have to be in front of them on a regular basis yeah and there's a reason like the word pipeline, we call it our tactical funnel, right? You need people in the funnel. That's how you're going to avoid drastic ups and drastic downs, you know, chasing commission, having commission breath, they say, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because a lot of people, oh, I got a lead. Now I'm going to work that lead. And then you, you know, you get that lead the last week of May when we're recording this. I start mm-hmm. uh, finding houses with them and it takes two weeks. So we go under contract and then we close the third week of June. And then I'm like, okay, now I need another lead. <laughs> yeah. And you're just constantly churning that process. Your job is to fill the pipeline. Your job is to fill the funnel. That needs to be your primary. It is, it is your number one task. Only about 5% of your business is going to be showing houses, going to closings, you know, listing appointments, whatever. Only like 5% of your time is there. You've got all the rest of your time to build relationships, invest in those relationships. And that's that's really it. Lead gen, build that up. Identify when people are moving, put them in the pipeline, have a strategy for how often you're going to contact them. That is lead gen. That, that is mm-hmm. how you, that's how you lead gen. The problem is, and this is actually kind of a side topic. I don't want to go into this too much, but too many agents when it comes to lead gen are only focusing on the people that are wanting to buy or sell right now. That's all they're mm-hmm. looking for. When they think I need a lead, they are only thinking about people buying or selling right now. That is the smallest number of people possible. Right. If you if you viewed your lead gen as connecting to the nine out of 10 people who are not buying or selling right now, then how easy is that? How easy is it to not be a weirdo salesman to connect to those nine people naturally and in the course of those connections to invest in those relationships, help solve problems for them and to and to understand what their needs are in the future for buying mm-hmm. or selling. You know, they're, they're going to become buyers or sellers eventually. You fill that pipeline enough, you build enough relationships, then you're going to become a, not only a magnet for referrals, but you're building just a massive amount of future business as well. And that's 
Thing number three is the follow-up to that. That's maintaining your funnel with regular contacts. You know, we have a particular funnel flow that we we kind of recommend, but if someone's in that funnel for you, if you have made a contact with this person, you need to determine as they're going into your CRM, when is the next time that I want to talk to this person? How often should I be communicating with this person based on my conversation, based on the level of relationship? How do I want to do that? And you need to have a time every day where you can open up your CRM and like look at what your follow-up is. Did you tell somebody, hey, yeah, I'll connect you with this plumber? Did you tell someone, oh, yeah, I can I can help you do X, Y, or Z? Well, that needs to go in your calendar. It needs to be something that you're blocking the time off. And so, oh, I know tomorrow from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m., I'm doing my follow-up. Whatever I told people I would do for them, I'm doing. And that's when I'm doing it. And it needs to be blocked off. And that's that goes a long way, kind of like... <laughs> the communication and honesty thing that we talked about last week with 10 real estate agents. That's a key to lead follow-up is just doing what you say you're going to do. All right. 100%. I talked a lot. What we do you did. think? Chris? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We're still on the same topic. So we're on number two still. Uh. <laughs> no, I, I mentioned number three, lead follow-up, lead follow-up. Oh. <laughs> you gotta, you, you, you have to go do what you say you're going to do and you have to maintain contacts with people. Yeah. 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 So, um, and, we, we, I think we mentioned this like either the last episode or a couple of episodes ago that communication is such a problem in real estate. Um, and lead follow-up is part of that communication, right? Um, you know, the biggest problem people have with real estate agents is they, they just don't communicate well. And especially, uh, an especially big problem is when people get a lead and then they're like, they put them on a drip campaign and they're just like, oh, when they find something, they'll call me, Right. That, mm-hmm. that's not how it works that's when you get people that go into the new build without you or they go into uh that they see an offer or see a deal that jumps out real quick and they just have to sign with the listing agent right away or you know or you know they run into their cousin's best friend's uncle who happens to also sell real estate and they get them signed on the spot for a listing agreement that happens because you're not properly communicating right and mm-hmm. you're not staying on top of them and you're not staying in the front of front of their mind so yeah. that's that's also of, of paramount important paramount importance and you'll also it's going to happen no matter if if you're a new agent or if you're an agent that's been done you're going to lose somebody because you didn't do that well and yeah. it's a it's a very good teacher yeah, it's a really it's a great teacher <laughs> when, when you watch fifty fifteen thousand dollars evaporate because you didn't make a phone call you know yeah Yep. And a lot of times it's not, it's not, um, it's not because you meant to, but that's the exact problem. Mm-hmm. You didn't mean to, right? right. And that's what you got to have. You, you need to have a lot of intention about your day. And if you're doing these things, if you are doing your morning routine, you block off time or it's very clear how many connections you need to be making on a daily basis, how many people you need to be following up with on a daily basis, making sure that you're maintaining those connections if you start doing that stuff and you do it consistently, then people start uh, falling through the cracks less, right? They start mm-hmm. trusting you more. And that's where number four comes in, which is tracking. And can't emphasize this one enough, how important this is. I, I'll be honest, That's that's been historically my weakest thing is accurate tracking, right? And if I don't track... 
man, that's that's also when things start falling to the cracks. It's also it, it also means I'm operating my business uh, in the dark because I don't know what's working best for me or what I most need to improve upon either because I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I haven't tr I haven't tracked it. I could guess, yeah. but sometimes it's easy to kind of perceive ourselves one way or talk ourselves into feeling like we're doing mm -hmm. something that we're not really doing very well or to say, cool. oh, that doesn't, that doesn't work for me. Even though if you crunch the numbers, it actually is the best thing that works for you, but you just don't want to mm -hmm. do it. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you know, tracking is important. Well, and that's, that's the thing that happens when, when you get to agents that even successful agents, when you get them um, into a room or you get them on, on a call and they, they admit to you that they haven't been tracking stuff. And then they tell you all about what they think works for them and what their best lead sources are and how they, you know, what their conversion rates are and all this stuff. And then you get them to actually track it. 100% of the time, they are completely wrong about everything they think about their business. Mm -hmm. And that leads to the question, if you're so wrong about what works for you, how much energy and time are you wasting on things that don't? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, yeah. It's... And if you can take the time to track and really understand your business, you can know pretty quickly, you know, where your effort needs to go and what, what you get that, um, you know, a lot of people talk about return on investment. I'm more interested in return on time investment than mm -hmm. money investment. Um, mm -hmm. Where are you putting your time and how is that time coming back to you? Because ultimately all we're trying to do is buy time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So guys, track. And if you don't have a great way to do that, you, you need one, <laughs> you need it. You need a great way to track, you know, and we tell people this all the time, like in, in advanced coaching, we, where we like really drop the hammer on people and, and hold them accountable to, to tracking. You know, if, if you bring me, if you bring me your week and I don't, I don't see how many conversations you had, how many intentional conversations you had, how many, how many leads that generated or referrals that generated, how many fit tests, you know, uh, or, you know, whether you would call it like a, a buyer, a listing appointment or something like that, or how many, mm -hmm. how many, how, how that translates into GCI. I can't coach you. You are an uncoachable person because you're not tracking. You, right. you don't track. All I'm doing, if you're not tracking is just giving you platitudes or giving you, <laughs> giving you ideas, but yeah. I, I can't, I can't hold you. I can't hold you accountable to what's not tracked. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. So uh, tracking makes you a coachable person. And, you know, obviously we're, we're big believers in coaching. I, I, I'm like crazy about coaching. I've got, I've got a, like a personal coach right now in my, for like my personal like life at a 30,000 foot level. And I just hired another real estate coach for myself. Like, so I'm a big believer that when I pay money and I get accountable, I get results because I've got skin in the game. But every single one of my coaches is going to expect that I'm tracking <laughs> and they will bitch slap me if I'm not giving them what they ask for. And yep. so tracking is is absolutely critical. All right, last but not least, service. And I, I can't think I already said this, only 5% of your business is actually doing the things of real estate, mm -hmm. showing homes, listing homes, closings. Right. The rest is just being a being a local resource, right? Serving your clients. Mm -hmm. You need to shift your perspective to being to think you are a what your job is is to buy or sell homes. First of all, your client is buying or selling a home, not you. Mm -hmm. So you're not buying and selling homes. You're an advisor. 
and you're you're a homeowner you're an advisor about home ownership which means that the average person is going to be living in their home like five to seven years typically these days with uh, the American culture is like five to seven years in a home guess what that means they're going to need plumbers roofers window people uh, electricians drywall repair they're going to need lawn services. They're going to need patio pours. They're going to need all that stuff. Are you the one connecting them? Are you the one solving their homeowner problems? Like that's servicing, right? Yeah. How are you servicing your current and and past clients, which really you shouldn't even, that's, that's actually a bad paradigm, I think, to think about mm-hmm. past clients. You have clients or not. Are right. they my client? My clients are, are clients for life, right? And you need to mm-hmm. need to really shift that. Clearly, I need to shift that even more so right. that it, that's the way that I express it. So like, I know that past clients is a common terminology, but why are they a past client? <laughs> like, why yeah. are you not connected to them, continuing to invest in them and continuing to draw referrals from them and continuing to service them in the future, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to block off time to service your clients, right? That that will include current current active contracts, right? Where you're you're needing to call title and lenders and give your clients updates, but it also includes a rhythm of of connection to your uh clients that have had past transactions. Yeah, what else do you want to add to that? Well, you know, the goal, uh, yes, you're an advisor, you're a consultant, you're helping people uh, you know, kind of understand real estate and the transaction in the moment, but you're also a connector, right? And when you're that connector, when you're the guy who knows a guy, you're not just focusing on on the clients you have, but the people you're connecting other folks with. So you, let's say you have a client that, that calls you and is like, hey, I, my kid knocked a hole in the wall. I need to get it patched. Who do you know, right? You call your drywall guy and you say, hey, I'm going to introduce you to somebody. They need something. You make sure that drywall guy knows that you sent them. And then that dry, drywall guy kind of, you know, feels like they owe you a little bit, right? And you and you say, look, man, like, I know that you can't give me a new client every month. But if I can give you re- regular clients every once in a while, you're going to run across somebody that, you know, needs to buy or sell. Just introduce us, you know. And you, you become that connector that, you have that relationship with 40, 50, 60 people and it, it really transforms everything you're doing. Yeah. You ain't kidding. I mean, if you had this all time blocked and your goal was to make a connection with a hundred people that would refer you one piece of business a year and those hundred people mm-hmm. all know a hundred people. So that network is 10,000 strong. <laughs> so right. do you, th- you know, it's, it's like, you don't you don't need everybody, but you need to be invested in in a very particular direction with very particular intention. And unless it's reflected in your calendar, it is not very likely that you are going to execute on mm-hmm. it. Especially if you're starting in this business and you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm, we just gave you the five things you need to do, right? You better figure it yeah, out. Do, you don't want to do it our way. You got to do it some way. Right. Well, it, that's what kills me, man, because we tell people, like, if you do what we tell you to do, you'll be successful, period. And then, you know, six months down the road, they'll call and be like, hey, I'm not really seeing any success. Well, are you doing this? No. 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 This is not rocket science. Being successful in real I'm going to blow your mind here. Being successful in real estate is simple. It is so simple. 
five steps that, that we just gave you. Those five steps will make you successful in real estate. I don't care if you're ugly or pretty. I don't care if you're rich or poor. I don't care if you drive a hoopty or a Benz. I don't care anything else. If you do those five things on a consistent basis over time, you will be successful in real estate, period. Yeah. And like when we say lead gen, we have our way and I think it's a better way, but you could door knock, you could yeah. cold call for an hour. You just do it like that's how I time block my mm -hmm. time. That's what I do. Right. Like you just got to do the, you got to do the things and then you get the things. <laughs> it's like yep. uh, what you put in is what you get out and consistency is, is going to be key. So are you doing those five things? Uh, what do you struggle with the most? You want help on that? You want to kind of overcome the obstacle? You're stuck. You don't, you have questions. Hey, uh, set up an agent, connect with us. If you're already in the business, 107project.com, T-E-N, the number seven project.com. If you've, if you've thought about getting into real estate and you want to explore what that would look like, how we can help, same thing. Just go to that link, follow all the prompts. It's very self-explanatory. And if you can't figure it out, we don't want to work with you anyway, because you're too dumb. <laughs> this might be our longest episode ever. All right. Too long, too long. Sorry, guys. Uh, thanks for hanging in there and we will see you. We'll see you on the next one. Subscribe and like. Bye.